we get a lot of questions in regards to commercial financing and uh, so we're going to dive into a little bit about that today and and the main the main topic here is just really comparing commercial mortgages to residential mortgages there are some significant differences so why don't we jump right into that and and let's get started yeah i think the so the biggest one obviously well i shouldn't say obviously but property type right there is a bit of crossover here but you know typically if you're talking commercial property you're looking at warehouses um, office space you know potentially commercial construction for development retail right so anything that's business related that's the that's the key takeaway when you're trying to delineate what's commercial and what's residential if the building and the property type is is utilized and built for the purpose of business someone operating a business making money business for profit it's going to be commercial residential is typically where someone's going to be living right and again there is crossover there are some commercial units that have residential above so there's there's a little bit of a gray area there but you know your typical residential property is going to be your your condo your townhouse detached home cabin that type of property so that's the biggest one when you know sometimes people come to us and say hey is there a way for me to put a residential mortgage on this commercial property and typically the answer is going to be no big consideration is you know which we'll dive into here but there there are some nuances in the type of financing at the end of the day a mortgage is a mortgage so it's a very similar product with some differences it, it's it's real estate financing is what it is but again there's there's dramatically different guidelines on how you're going to qualify for a commercial mortgage compared to residential but anyways just circling back on that first piece dean i don't know if you have any comments but the property type is typically going to be you know your biggest trigger as to what direction you're going to go for type of financing yeah i'll just summarize a few points there so where the gray area would come into play is like a multifamily property that's up to four units that could still be financed through a residential mortgage lender at residential rates and so that that's key to understand typically if there's more than four units in in that multifamily property that's usually going to push it over to the commercial side um, so that's one indicator uh, and then just looking at like actual types of buildings that would trigger commercial pretty much immediately would be office buildings retail spaces so you know where you know like warehouses um anything like that, that, that that's clearly like an industrial commercially zoned type property is going to trigger commercial um financing right away and i think that pretty much covers that when it comes to property type it's obvious to us just being in the industry and i think guys you kind of start to you know look at properties in, in those demographics you'll you'll start to kind of pick it up and, and find find that's quite obvious in, in your own right as well uh, another key indicator here is we typically see a lot larger loan amounts with a commercial lender and and that's not going to dictate it being a commercial uh, mortgage or just because of the loan size i mean we obviously see jumbo loans on on high-end luxury homes but typically you're going to see a lot larger loans on a commercial uh, with a commercial product and that you know that's ultimately just because we're seeing you know much higher values uh when it comes to these properties like a you know typical uh, warehouse or office building these types of properties are usually going to be a quite a bit more expensive than your typical your typical residential home and, and the reason being for that is is there's usually quite a large uh, income component to a lot of these properties and um, you know just the fact that when when looking at uh, you know I, this is going to be a little bit confusing but when appraising a commercial property it's not ultimately just about you know the market value of that property it can also be about what the what is generating from an income perspective and so income can really dictate the price of that uh, that property and, and it just in general we usually see quite a bit 
larger purchase prices for this type of a, a demographic. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, just to speak to the qualification aspect of that, and, and don't get me wrong, we've had clients that have bought, you know, three, four hundred thousand dollar commercial units, you know, maybe a salon or, or a smaller office building, um, maybe not that cheap anymore. But um, there's certainly a, a commercial component for smaller values. But to speak to why people would typically be able to achieve a much larger mortgage commercially than they would residentially is commercial qualification. They're not necessarily looking at you know, Derek's personal income to qualify for that mortgage. It's a factor. They definitely look at tax returns, but they are very, very reliant on what the business financials are producing, right? So typically for, you know, someone that's running a business, um, a healthy business, someone that, you know, has a reasonable amount of profit, a lot of people don't take all of the profit out of the company personally. So their personal tax return is not going to reflect the actual income that the business is deriving. Now, if a business is buying a property typically to operate inside of, they're looking at the last few years of financials. And again, if that company has been doing well, there's usually going to be significantly larger income within that company than you would be looking at personally. So just to kind of cross over the residential and commercial piece, you apply for a residential mortgage for a primary residence, they're looking at your personal income, right? Don't get me wrong, there are some self-employed programs out there that can get pretty creative. But generally speaking, they're looking at your personal income to qualify. Commercially, they're looking at your business's income to qualify if it's going to be uh, an owner, a business-occupied um, unit that's being purchased or refinanced. Yeah, so that's, that's definitely a significant difference when it comes to qualification. Uh, and, and just on that same topic, like we're usually looking at a much larger down payment as well. We don't usually see down payments less than 25% on a commercial property where, um, you know, buying a residential home, especially for a, for the purpose of a primary residence, uh, you, those, those down payments can get quite a bit smaller, as low as 5%, depending on on the purchase price. So, yeah, definitely some, some, some you know, interesting differences there. I'd say another big one, which surprises people a lot that don't know the commercial space, is just the interest rates. We're typically seeing quite a bit higher interest rates on the commercial side. I would say, on average, about 1% higher. And, and that typically also comes along with a fee. So, you know, self-employed clients that are used to alternative lending for, for residential purposes would be familiar with a, a lending fee. Um, but a lot of people aren't uh, familiar with that, that concept. And almost every commercial loan would have a fee. And that's typically an additional 1% on, on what you're borrowing. So if you're borrowing, a you know, so let's say a million dollar mortgage, you're going to have a $10,000 fee that's going to be paid uh, to the lender out of pocket. And so that's a significant cost to be aware of. It, it is typically a one-time cost and just up front when you acquire the loan, um, but it's definitely something to be aware of. You, you, you are going to be looking at a, at a higher cost of borrowing when it comes to that fee and the higher interest rates. So typically, it doesn't matter if it's residential or commercial, when you're seeing a higher interest rate, it's because it's risk-based pricing. So even residential lenders, you know, if you go from buying an owner-occupied property to a rental, you're going to see a bit of a premium on the rate because there is more risk to the lender because they're relying on rental income, which could just turn off if you have a bad tenant. You're also putting someone in a property that doesn't own it, so they could potentially abuse the property and, and, and bring the condition of the home down. So commercial, there are actually higher default rates in Canada compared to residential. Uh, our default rates, which basically means people that are missing mortgage payments, our default rates in Canada for residential owner-occupied homes and rentals is extremely low, extremely, extremely low. Canadians are 
historically very conservative people. And, you know, if someone's getting into a tough time financially, they usually find a way to work it out. They maybe will miss a car payment, credit card payment, but the mortgage typically stays very clean because people understand the importance of their home. Um, so again, just back to the commercial piece, um, the rates are higher because there is more risk, right? The lenders relying on business income. And, and I mean, look at what we've seen over the last few years with COVID and everything else. Right. Um, and, you know, it's a different type of property as well. And just one last piece, which definitely does factor into uh, liability. You're always going to see a shorter amortization on a commercial mortgage. Residential, if you're putting 20% down, you're pretty much guaranteed to get 30-year amortization other than some one-off situations. Commercially, it all depends on the property, what it is, where it is, the condition. But the max that we would typically see is about 30, 25 years. Um, and again, if it's maybe a warehouse in a more rural location, we've actually seen amortizations come down to 15, 20 years. So that can dramatically boost your cost of borrowing month over month, not necessarily interest costs, but it is going to create a bigger liability. Yeah. And depending on how the bank is, is considering that, like if, you know, if a bank is really pushing for say a 15 or 20 year amortization, uh, it does have a bit of a trickle down effect and it could impact the qualification, especially if they're looking at this for you know, a, a certain amount of rental income from, let's say, a warehouse, like in, in your example, um, the rental income might not be enough to cover the mortgage payment and total cost if they're bringing down the amortization. So it could require an even larger down payment to and to make sure the debt coverage ratio works. And so what I mean by that is, you know, your 25% typical down payment could jump up to 35, 40% um, just to make the numbers work for qualification purposes. So um having the shorter amortization periods is is a significant difference and it can really impact uh your ability to buy that property and something to be aware of where to your point uh 30 year um amortization with 20 percent down or, or more is a standard you're going to get it at all pretty much at all times um so uh yeah great one there we don't want to make it sound like commercial mortgages are, are always going to be a challenge and they're a pain and they're overly expensive, but these are real scenarios. Um, but I will just add a comment that commercial lending is typically a lot more flexible than residential. Um, there are some one-off programs residentially where you can get pretty creative and alternative lending, which comes with higher costs. But generally speaking, commercial lenders are going to be trying to find a, a way to make the deal work and they can get extremely creative with income and qualification and sometimes debt servicing. They can bend the rules a lot more than a residential lender can. So as much as there are some, some challenges when it comes to commercial lending, every bank's going to be different, just like residential. And again, they can get very creative with um, you know, business ownership and, and structure and maybe tying in a different company just to make the deal work. Um, Interalia type type situations where residentially you're typically not seeing a lot of that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I wouldn't mind jumping into documentation, the documentation that's required. I mean, this obviously comes back to qualification and, and what, what's going to require uh, to qualify. Um, I would be prepared for more documentation. Again, to your point, like this isn't to say, hey, this is awful. Like, you know, all these topics are are, are sounding like it's very challenging to get commercial finance. You're right. It is far more flexible um, and there is more documentation required. That's not a bad thing. That it actually could really help you um, from a perspective of having more flexibility. So really diving into things like business financials, which you touched on earlier and being able to look at you know, more income sources to qualify. 
these are things that are okay one you're going to have to provide more documentation but two the benefit of it is going to provide a lot more flexibility if there's strength in those documents and and typically we see strength in in providing that extra information uh, also you know depending on what you're purchasing there could be you know a large lease role and uh and documentation in regards to like leases and and certain things like that uh could come up in in the case of a of a of a commercial mortgage where you know typically on a residential mortgage in most cases we're not even looking for a lease in, in a lot of term times the lender's just doing a, an economic rent appraisal so um just depending on what the actual asset is that you're buying there, there, there's typically going to be a lot more required documentation, and you know, being, you know, looking at commercial financing, and I know we'll touch on this short later on in, in lender requirements, but um, you're usually looking at a corporate borrower, or the borrower is a company that's buying the asset, and that's to, that's the that's essentially the entity that's getting financing. Where you know, residentially, you're, you're looking at just an individual person getting the financing, and so fact that it, it can in most cases be a company well it should be a company you're going to be looking at ownership structure like you know who's who's involved um typically we're looking at corporate um org charts is it would be a required uh document so these are just things that you know you, you might not be familiar with uh, or you might you may be familiar with but you might be kind of surprised that they're being requested and, and there's typically always a very good reason for why these uh, items are being requested. Lender requirements is, you know, they're huge. And I mean, just to, you know, we have a commercial mortgage on an office that we own. Um, and there are unique aspects to that. Um, number one, if you are taking on a commercial mortgage and you're working with a commercial broker, which I think is a great idea because these banks are dramatically different as to how they look at things and programs that they offer. And of course, interest rates. Um, if you were to take on a commercial mortgage from a different bank that you're currently not dealing with, they will typically actually force you to move your business banking over to that institution. So all of your day-to-day -day banking, if you have you know credit cards, that kind of thing, they're typically never going to tell you to, to cut off from the existing bank, but they will want you to move everything over usually within six to 12 months. So that's a requirement just to be aware of. And again, it's, it's not every single time, but it's typically uh, a requirement. And we've had a lot of people who haven't wanted to do that just because there's a lot involved depending on, you know, the scale of the business and how many accounts you have and everything else. Um, another big one is lenders will often want to see your financials year over year. So if you take on a commercial mortgage, they're very reliant on the business, 100% reliant on the business and its income. They want to make sure that that business is still operational. Um, income hasn't dramatically decreased, right? There's you know no pending CRA owing. Um, so usually there's an annual review of financial statements. And if your business has dramatically changed, these lenders can take the approach of actually telling you that they'd like you to pay the mortgage out. And again, I know that sounds dramatic, um, and that would typically only happen if your business has basically shut off, right? Um, they're usually willing to work with you. They want to keep the mortgage, but they want to make sure that neither them or you are putting anyone at risk um, of default. Yeah, good point. I just want to hammer this one one more time just to make sure it's clear. It's, and and that's just back to the, the borrower being a, a corporation or a company that's uh, purchasing or, or taking the finance. That's almost always a requirement when Looking at commercial lending with really almost every bank that we've come across, uh, they're, they're going to want to ensure that they're lending to a company and not an individual. Um, and and on the flip side, on the residential uh, side of things, you're, you're almost always, the borrower is almost always going to be an individual person. And I mean, there are lenders that do, um, 
rental rental mortgages with holding companies. Um, that's becoming a little bit more common, but uh, it, you know, typically a residential mortgage is going to be to an individual person. So that's a big difference that I just wanted to make sure it was very clear. But overall, I mean, overall residential and commercial mortgages they clearly serve a very different purpose. Uh, and and have and, and and for that reason they're going to have different requirements and terms and and it's it's definitely important to to work with a mortgage broker especially when it comes to commercial financing and we we can certainly attest to that the, you know the amount of options and different um, programs that are available we find the commercial side of things when it comes to mortgage brokering is far more negotiable um, terms and, and and loan amounts and you know to your point banking requirements all these things are. Um, are far more of a negotiation uh, from bank to bank and, and, and a broker is far more involved in those types of conversations where I find residential mortgages aren't, aren't too much about negotiation, if at all. Like uh, it's usually, hey, here's what, you know, here's what we can do, um, you know, take it or leave it sort of thing. And, and the mortgage broker's role is more to just ensure we have multiple options to consider and make sure we're making the right decision as a, as a team with our clients. But um, the commercial side of things is, you know, hey, the, you know, a lender might be asking for something and, and there actually might be some wiggle room to to push on, on certain requirements and certain terms where I think that's a big, big difference with residential and commercials. We really don't see much room for, for that. Yeah, just to wrap up, nothing here is black and white, right? Lending in general, nothing is black and white. There is a lot of gray, you know, there's in the middle. As an example, we've seen some clients put commercial mortgages on residential properties because they're actually no longer qualifying with residential lenders because they own so many properties. So again, you know, not black and white. There, there's always negotiation like Dean had mentioned. And, you know, if anyone's curious about commercial or residential or, or, you know, if you have an idea in the pipe about something you might want to pull the trigger on, obviously reach out. We're always happy to help. And if anyone ever needs a recommendation to a commercial broker, uh, we work with some of the best in the industry and we have, we'd be happy to make an introduction there to further that conversation. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for jumping on. We appreciate it as always, and we'll see you next time.